Hello there. So I've just got done watching the Wednesday series on Netflix, which uh, comes from Tim Burton. It's based in the sort of a spin-off from the Adams Family Universe. It basically tells the coming-of-age story for uh, Wednesday Adams. And what I'll do is I'm just going to give my review for this. The first part will be uh, non-spoiler, just my general opinion on the series. And then we'll go into more spoilers, but there'll be warnings before I go into the spoilers. So if you haven't seen the series, no worries. Don't, don't worry, I won't be, uh, there'll be plenty of warning before I talk spoilers on that. So as a whole, the series was excellent. I think this is probably the best thing Tim Burton's done in quite some time. Now, I know some people will say, well, that's not very hard. He's been shout for a while. And, well, it's never, he hasn't done anything especially great lately. You know, I actually really like the 2010 Alice in Wonderland. I know I'm in the minority with that one, but there you go. Uh, but some of the stuff he's done in more since then, like, you know, he did Dark Shadows, I think, in 2012, which kind of, well, that was based on a TV series as well, and that had Adam's family similarities to it. It was that, so is, but this is a much more successful retelling of that. I thought that film was okay, nothing great. But, you know, I, I think it was 2016 he did a film called Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children, based on a book. The first half of that was quite slow, but once it got going, it was actually quite good fun. So, But this is, actually has similarities to that, because, you know, on Wednesday's going to this school, uh, Nevermore, which has, has people with peculiar students have peculiar abilities and things like that such as werewolves and things like that so this was actually a much more successful adaptation in that uh, in that sort of area he actually pulls off and it pulls off a, up a lot of fun here as well now the first thing jen ortega as wednesday fantastic absolutely brilliant she was pitch perfect casting she has the deadpan the line delivery spot on she's often laugh out loud funny and you know her facial expressions are fantastic especially sometimes when you see gomez and morticia's antics and her reactions to that absolutely brilliant she's a star great year for her she was great in the scream film as well so here you go big, big future ahead for her in fact she's already thriving so massively talented actress she was fantastic here and speaking of gomez and morticia you've got uh, Catherine zeta jones as morticia she works really well looks the part acts the part really good she, she was excellent uh is louis guizman i don't know how you pronounce his surname sorry about that as um, as gomez is actually really good as well he doesn't look so much he looks more like the, the original comic strip that charles adams created before the tv shows and things like that uh, he looks quite a bit like that actually some people are complaining about the look say does it look really look like gomez well he, he kind of does if you go back to that but not he doesn't look like you no know, the, the gomez from the black and white show or the the one from the late great ral julia who did such a marvelous job in the in the two 90s films but uh he's, he does a really good job here he's and, and he really shows his uh, devotion to morticia really well they're not in it very much, to be fair. They're only in a few episodes, but Gomez does have a really interesting backstory, but I'll talk about that in the spoiler section of this. Uh, another really good character was Enid, who's uh, Wednesday's roommate, played by an uh, actress named Emma Myers. I've never heard of her or seen her before, but she was excellent. You know, as first impressions go, she was really good here. And, 
her character's sort of one of these like always sunny and bright people, so it's a good yin and yang to her on Wednesday, and they do have a good chemistry together. And it's one of these characters who's always like, oh, hiya, and things like that. You know, she plays it really well, and she actually walks the tightrope really well because that could get annoying really quickly if you misjudge it. But no, she was actually endearing and actually very likable. I've known people who are like that in real life, but sometimes they come across as false, and you can see through it. And if they come across as false, that's when they get really annoying. You can kind of tell it's a bit of an act that they're putting on, but this character was actually really endearing, and uh, I really liked the relationship her and Wednesday. It worked really well. And another thing, speaking of uh, things from the 90s films and uh, former Wednesdays, Christina Ricci's in this now. I knew she was going to be in it, but I didn't know how much she was going to be in it. I did wonder if maybe it would be, she'd be in one episode or it'd be like a one-scene cameo or something like that. Nope, she's in the whole series and actually ends up playing a pivotal part in it, which was great to see, and she was excellent here. Felt like a real passing of the torch as well, and that worked really well. So, overall, this had really good comedy in it, had really good horror elements to it, nice little mystery elements too. Overall, excellent series. I really enjoyed it. It's thoroughly recommended. Big thumbs up for Wednesday. Now, before, and this is where I'll go into more, some more spoiler talk here. So if you haven't seen the series, as you'll have gathered by now, I really enjoyed it and I thoroughly recommend it. This is where we go into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen it, just be warned. We're going into spoilers. So I mentioned the opening scene and the opening scene was really well done. You know, when Wednesday finds Pugsley in her locker and then... <laughs> She, like, here's a little trick she's got. She's got psychic ability and she can actually see who the people who, who did it to him and things. Now, the psychic thing, you know, it is put in as a plot convenience and, you know, that's something that was never in any of the original Adams Family stuff. So, you know, it's sometimes a plot convenience, but to, just when you, it comes in handy quite often, as you could imagine. But, you know what? I didn't mind. If, if the show was boring or something like that, I'd maybe roll my eyes at things like this, but I was entertained the whole way through, so can't really complain. So I can oh, I can go with it, I'll roll with it. And you see, of course, the scene when she puts the piranhas, this was in one of the trailers, she puts the piranhas in the swimming pool. You actually do see blood and things like that. That's one thing. This actually has some gory moments in this. This is not for kids in the way that the other Adams family uh, stuff was family friendly and kids could watch it. Of course, you've got yeah, but you need you know what we've got a balance now because you've got the two animated films that are out now, so they're more for kids as well. So you've got a balance now, more grown up, you know, teen and above Adam's family now. So yeah, I think that works quite well and something different that we haven't seen from this. Now some Adam's family purists might not like this, but what can I say? If I, if I'm entertained by it, I'm going to go with it. So there you have it. Um, and, and there's a few things as well. Like one thing I want to touch about in the first episode, and she, there's a fencing scene, and she's essentially getting bullied a bit by this uh, young black woman, right? And because a black woman was portrayed as a bully, there were people complaining about the same. Oh, it's racist, right? Either these people have a not seen the rest of the episodes where you can see this character actually develops and actually she helps Wednesday in the end uh, defeat the villain and you know you can actually see her warming up and getting more friendly and softer as and progressing as the series goes on or b they have seen that but they've just chose to ignore it so they can get offended by something you know Another thing, another thing is you've got people complained that Wednesday and Edith don't become romantically involved and it's like, you know, 
not everything has to be like that. You don't have to have identity politics in everything. And I mean this on both sides, because, you know, if Wednesday needed did become lesbians, I wouldn't have a problem with it, tell you the truth. But it doesn't make or break the show, or it isn't worth complaining about one way or the other. Because, you know, you've got the far left, of course, here. I, I hate the far left and the far right equally that you know i've complained in the past about the way they've gone overboard with their moaning about the gay relationships in strange world and and this and the uh, kissing light year the, the far right have gone overboard and ben shapiro <laughs> i don't know if you've heard about ben shapiro moaning about glass onion but oh that's funny that's that could be i'll address that on, on another occasion but <laughs> that's a whole other story and, and, you know, on the far right, say, woke this and woke that about everything, like complaining about Wanda and Doctor Strange and MCU and all this. It's just enough already on both sides. They both bring politics into everything, let's be honest. So just a mini rant out the, out the way there. Uh, but, you know, there's a murder mystery plot as well here as well. But some of it's kind of predictable, but, you know, it's fun as it works as it works its way along. The cool thing is the creature, it's a hide creature, but the face on it has big giant eyes, which is similar to uh, a scene in Beetlejuice. I definitely think that's been a, a, one of the design uh, things that they went for, because there's a scene when Beetlejuice tried to scare that family out of the house, and he's got the huge eyes. So uh, that, that, I definitely think that's been that's been uh, modelled on that and uh, having said that I've just said his name twice so I better not say it again you know <laughs> just in case but um, you know that was so that was really cool the, the creature design is great as well because Enid's character is aware becoming a werewolf and that she does it as well and they have a big fight in the in the woods in the finale with the, the hide creature and that was great that was really well done and the, the effects look really good like much better than some of the things they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on these days in movies they look really good so I, I like the thing as well the, the hand thing that looks great i don't know if it's been somebody in a green screen suit and they've just got their hand or the just gone full CGI, I don't know, but it looks fantastic either way, it's absolutely seamless, so, as it was in the 90s films, to be fair, they, that looked great as well, and that was revolutionary at the time, you hadn't really seen anything like that, you know, so, there you go, that was, just my, just my thoughts there on that, uh, I mentioned as well Gomez's backstory, and there's one, the, the sheriff's looking for Gomez, uh, wants to basically wants to bang uh, Gomez up get him locked up because he thinks he killed somebody years ago because uh, he has this fencing fight with this guy who was wanting to get with Morticia but it's actually Morticia who did it but Gomez ends up taking the fall for it again showing the devotion he's got as well but you know that was really good that was actually pretty cool the fight scene they have as well it was was real done, well done with the fencing really excellent that was well done uh, Uncle Fester shows up in like the penultimate episode and he was quite funny, I can't remember the name of the actor that played him but he was quite funny, he was entertaining, not in it very much but it works well uh, the finale was great, really entertaining as well turns out as well Christina Ricci was behind the whole thing, her character and you know her character was so sweet and nice and over into Wednesday you sort of, it's not a big surprise when it turns out she was basically manipulating her and things like that but it was a nice sort of turn on the thing having the the, the other Wednesday become Wednesday's enemy essentially so that you know a, well a former Wednesday become her enemy and that, that was really well done that that was fun. There was a moment as well that kind of reminded me of Sleepy Hollow, which she was in with uh, Tim Burton film she was in, uh, when she's conjuring up this 
villain to come and kill Wednesday, which actually happened in Sleepy Hollow, but except on the other hand, she was the victim, and Miranda Richardson was summoning the, the, the horseman. So, you know, that was great. That was really well done. A lot of fun. You know, a nice little twist on the... Twi turning things on its head. And, you know, it almost felt like that nice little passing of the torch moment as well for that. So, yeah, overall, loved the series, thought it was great. Of course, the dance scene as well happens in episode four, I believe. It's I seen the dance before I actually seen the episode. I seen it going about everywhere on the internet. Uh, and don't worry if you've actually seen the dance before you actually see the episode, because you know, it's still funny. You know, it is what it is. It still lives up to it. It's became iconic already. So you know, it was a nice. It's a little homage as well to a dance Wednesday done in the um, black and white series, which is a nice little throwback. So, and everyone's all set up nicely for. They haven't confirmed a season two yet, but it's massively pop, been massively popular. The, the door's left open. Hope to see it, or I hope they even do a one-off movie or anything like that. You can, if you've not, if they don't have enough ideas or material for a full series, do like a two-hour movie or anything like that. This could work well. Do the same, do a similar sort of thing. Put it in theaters first, and then put it in on Netflix. That could work really well. Only give it a longer run because if you've seen the success of Glass Onion, it made in a few days. I think they've left money on the table with that one. So, you know, I think this could really work. And like I said, the effects are better than in some films that they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on. So, there you have it. Just my thoughts there. Wednesday was a big success for me. Easy to see why it's became so popular in viewership as well, because, you know, it's a great show. Thoroughly entertaining. Massive thumbs up from me. So, later in the week, before the years out, I might do a... Uh, a list of my favourite things from streaming this year so like shows and one-off specials so good chance you might hear, hear more about Wednesday and that you'll have to find out though so anyway thanks for taking the time to listen and goodbye